Hey, VV Nation. Well, you found our podcast on your favorite platform for podcasts. We know that you'll love the content, and hopefully it makes you better informed investors in the stock market. Be sure to follow us on social media. You can go to YouTube, Facebook, Reddit, and Instagram. Just search for VectorVest, and remember, we do the work, you reap the rewards. Big news came out today where it's Medicare versus the big pharma companies. What's going to happen? It sounds like right now it's a big crash ready to happen. But is it? Can these companies or are these companies still viable as investors in the stock market to take advantage of? Or are, is it just about looking out for the people who are on Medicare who need help and that these companies are price gouging and, and just trying to make the buck? Well, we're going to discuss that. And I know today I'm probably going to walk the tightrope of politics, but I think it's a conversation that need to be that needs to be had because we as investors are always looking for the opportunities to buy and sell stocks. Is this industry strong enough to overcome this? And keep in mind, right now, it's just a handful of stocks that are being looked at for price negotiations with uh, Medicare. Here's the stocks that are named that are going to go through price negotiations. A couple of these country, uh, companies are named twice. Uh, so it's only nine stocks that I was able to find out for you. And as I look at these companies, we got Novo, we got Eli Lilly, Amgen, AstraZeneca, Merck, Bristol Squibb Myers, Johnson & Johnson, Novartis, and AbbVie. Now, last week, I did a story on pharma stocks that could double. And I'm still going to hold true to that. And you're going to understand why as I present the case this evening in regards to the news that's going on. First things first, as I look at these stocks in my list, relative values, I've got nine stocks and uh, seven of the nine stocks have relative values above one. These stocks still have upside potential. When I look at safety, well, one, two, three, four of the stocks have relative safeties above one, and one, two, three, four have RTs above one. The majority of these stocks, six, uh, sorry, seven out of the nine have VSTs above one. They have a good combination of value, safety, and timing. And as a company, we want you to be in safe, undervalued stocks that are rising in, in price and in rising in the market. A lot of these stocks are overvalued. Here's one that's undervalued. We look at Amgen, undervalued. AstraZeneca, undervalued. Uh, Merck, undervalued. Bristol, undervalued. Uh, Johnson, undervalued. Uh, Novartis overvalued and AbbVie overvalued. So overall, we've got a good combination of under versus un overvalued stocks. Look at the earnings growth rate. One, two, uh, seven out of the nine have earnings growth rates that are in the positive and four out of the nine have earnings growth rates that are in double digits. So what is the overall feel or the overall performance for these stocks. Let's go look at a watch list graph of these stocks. All right, let's go look at a graph of these stocks. Put these on a one-year graph. Here's, I'll put these even on a longer than that. Uh, there we go. Put these on a one-year graph. I don't know why my line looks like this. Let's do it this way. There we go. There's a trend line. I'm going to move that trend line up a little bit. There's an upward trend over the last year. As I look at the stocks currently, they're above my 20-day exponential moving average. Look at the earnings per share. Look at the dividend growth on these stocks. So overall, I am going to say that these companies that are noted as far as negotiations with 
Medicare are overall doing fine. Again, a handful of stocks that are going through negotiations. Let's get into my news stories that I have. And here's the top 10 drugs or the top drugs or the 10 drugs that are being looked at. We look at Bristol Squibb, Myers, Eli Lilly, Johnson, and so on, and how much it is that they cost to Medicare. Now, at the end of this video, I am going to give you my insights on whether or not this industry is still something that you want to invest in, even with the news that is going on. Now, these negotiation or price changes don't take effect until 2026. The drugs were chosen from a list of 50 treatments that cost Medicare pharmacy drug benefits the most money. That's why these stocks uh, made the top 10 list of being negotiated through. Let's go, will, these, will this work? Will the drug price negotiation work? Here's what you need to know. Uh, when could Medicare patients who take one of these 10 drugs play less? Again, it won't kick in until January 1st of 2026. Merck has already put a suit against the government in regards to what's going on. We'll see what happens with that. How will negotiations work? They have until October 1st to decide whether to participate in the talks. If they decline, they could face, face an excise tax of up to 90% on product sales. That's huge. All right, so... I, I'm all about regulations, but I'm not all about over regulations. And that's a pitfall right there. You're going to charge these companies 90% on product sales if they don't participate. I'm not a big fan of that, um, but we'll talk a little bit more about that. Why aren't more drugs being negotiated? The IRA allows CMS to select only 10 drugs for the first round of negotiations. This opens up the door for more negotiations for more stocks down the line. Again, overregulation possibly, but we'll keep our eyes on that. Now, I'm all of the mindset of this people who need help paying for these drugs that are expensive. Why are drugs so expensive? Well, let me explain to you why. Drug companies go and put a lot of money into research and development to come up with drugs that they're going to go after. All right. So from that perspective, um, not only does that happen, but when they go to FDA for approval, if they don't get approval, all that money goes to the wayside. So what do they gotta do? They're gonna charge more money for the drugs that they're putting out right now. A drug company is only as good as its pipeline. So good, strong companies that have a good, strong pipeline of drugs are ready to come out, ready to come out, those are the companies that will survive and keep on thriving on and on and on. All right, how about this, Big Pharma, how much money do they make, all right? Now we start to go into the other side of the picture. Um, Calculations showed between 2000 and 2018, 35 big drug companies received the combined revenue of $11.5 trillion with a gross profit of $8.6 billion. Holy smoke. Are they making money? Are they making money? Are they making money? So there's a side of me that says, handful of drugs being negotiated, that's okay. When you start to expand beyond that, this is only the first round, then I start to get into some muddy waters. But these are drugs that people need that cost Medicare a lot of money. So that's why they're going after these companies right now. But that's a lot of money that's being made. Talking about the amount of money being made, I got a list of all of the stocks, the top 20 pharmaceutical companies by 2022 revenue. I'm going to show you, I put together 
um, a little document here. We're going to get to that in a second. But what are the other ramifications behind the regulation or the negotiations? It's going to affect competition. All right. But on the other hand, after drugs, uh, a few years down the line, after being a mainline drug, you can get generic drugs. Problem is with that, I think that these companies lock in a contract for 10 years before a generic drug can come in that's less expensive. Personally, I think that it needs to be shorter than that, but I, that's just my opinion. Um, what else is this going to cause? More uncertainty and volatility in the stock market. It could possibly do that, but I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, much more than that as well. And then it shows that the regulations could also have a spillover effect on other sectors of the economy, such as healthcare providers, insurers, consumers, and taxpayers. For example, lower drug prices could reduce the healthcare spending and premiums for consumer and insurers, increasing their disposable income. Okay, that's a good thing. Alternatively, though, Lower drug prices could also reduce the tax revenue for the government affecting its fiscal balance spending. So then I wanted to do a little bit more <clears throat> from this perspective of how much money these companies make. Pfizer, uh, 2022, $100 billion as compared to the previous year of $81.29 billion. They're making money. Uh, looking at Johnson & Johnson, made money year over year. Looking at Roche. Made money, dropped a little bit. Merck made money year over year. Looking at AstraZeneca, made money year over year. GlaxoSmithKline, lost a little bit of money. Eli Lilly, pretty even. Um, looking at Gilead, um, pretty even. Amgen, made money year over year. And again, these are all in the billions. Novo, um, 22 to 25, made money. Moderna, because uh, Pfizer went up nicely because of COVID and Moderna was pretty even. Amgen uh, made money year over year. Uh, we talked about Nova already. Uh, Merck, uh, pretty even. BioNTech, even though it's COVID, lost money a little bit year over year. So I just wanted to give an, an understanding of these companies may be mad because the government is trying to negotiate lower prices, but these companies are making money. But they're going to state that if you negotiate lower prices, that it's going to affect the bottom line. I want to go back to that other article. Look at the money that they make. Is that going to be affected with the negotiations? The answer to that is probably it will be. But will these companies still make money? Based upon what I see here, these companies will still make a lot of money. All right. So overall, as I look at all of these different things, I think that this industry is going to be fine. I think that they don't want to give up the money on the, on the you know, they don't want to give up some of the profits on the, on the company, on the stocks that they currently put out. But these companies are big name companies that have been around a long time. They've got a lot of drugs in their pipeline that are not being looked at as being negotiated. And I think overall, they're going to be fine. As an investor in this market, I still think that uh, from the story that I did last week on the big farmers that are going to have an opportunity to double because of COVID coming back into play in the flu season and the cold season, they're going to be fine. These companies that are going through the negotiations, I believe that they're going to be fine. So this was a conversation that we needed to have. I know that it's a tightrope between politics and, and, and things of that nature. 
But I think that overall, my insight is that these companies will be fine. We saw the analysis based on VectorVest that these companies, the majority of these companies have relative values above one. They have CIs, few of them have CIs above one, but they make money. They make money and I don't think that that's going to change. It may affect the bottom line a little bit. I don't think it's gonna be nearly as much as what people think. These companies are tried and true, solid companies. So with that, let me know what you think about this. And I know that there's probably going to be a powder keg of comments. Let me know what you think um, and uh, we'll go from there. Folks, this video is over and until the next time, see ya. Hey, VV Nation. One of the most important books that I've ever read in regards to the stock market was written by our founder, Dr. Bart Delito, the founder of VectorVest. The name of the book is called Stock Strategies and Common Sense. It will give you everything that you need to know about how the market works, the cycles, how to value stocks, and it's very well presented so that you can better understand and get a better understanding of how the market works. Folks, you simply need to go to www.vectorvest.com forward slash YT book to get your free edition of Stock Strategies and Common Sense. Folks, you want to do that right now. Thank you for supporting our podcast and for being a part of VV Nation. Remember, you can always get a free stock analysis on your stocks. Simply go to VectorVest.com forward slash free. Type in your symbol, submit your email, and we will email your analysis.